Oh, yes, we are live on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Well, you didn't we do are... the intro. I thought you did the 30-second intro. What is this? What a, oh, what I don't a know. failure, eh? What <laughs> I forgot to do the 30-second countdown. What oh, a failure. You... Bro, you failed it like Juve did. <laughs> I'm, re I'm rejoicing about the most prestigious trophy in Calcio. What are you talking about? Supercopa champions, baby. Supercopa champions. So we are, <laughs> we are, we are live to talk about it. We'll talk some city uh, as well. Alex Dono alongside Jerry Mancini, as always. Our guests, Jan and Mass, who viewers of this show and listeners of this show already know these guys very well. But, uh, Jerry, I'll, I'll go to you first. And I know I know you were watching the match, even though the four of us were talking earlier. And Supercopa is one of those things. You don't really care about it unless your team is playing in it, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've skipped a lot of these Supercopas over the years um, just because it seems like there are more important things in life to focus on. But at the end of the day, it's still a trophy, and it's the first trophy any team is eligible to win during an Italian football season. And, and Inter were able to get that today, 2-1. I know, Jerry, you watched the match because uh, you are an undercover Interista, as everyone knows. And uh, you're also a big Simone Inzaghi fan. So what did I you think him. of the match? I love Inzaghi. I think he's the most underrated manager. Um, I think he doesn't get enough appreciation and respect for what he's been able to accomplish with Lazio and already with Inter, the fact that they lost their two best players and took on a team that had a lot of issues within the organization, considering if they were going to be sold or what was going to happen or the future or Newcastle owners coming in or whatever it may be, okay? And he still guides them in the right direction. It was kind of a slow start. The identity wasn't there. This is Inzaghi ball. It always starts slow. But once he gets a grasp of his team and has an idea of what he wants, it starts to kick off. And that's what's happening here. Um... People are going to say it's a Supercopa and no one cares. Anytime there's a rivalry between, say, Juve, Inter, Inter, Milan, we'll say, or Juve, Milan, there's bragging rights, okay? Don't even ever say that it's just no one gives a shit because it's more significance because of the matchup and you want right. that up hand, the upper hand. Um, yeah, like I'll, I'll just, just interject um, when, when Inter were eliminated in Coppa Italia, over the two legs last year like that that was upsetting like you know and, and maybe maybe Copa I care about a little bit more than Supercopa but they're both you know behind behind the Scudetto and behind like competing for Champions League or Europa League I don't I don't hold Copa as highly but I was fucking pissed last year Jerry when Inter were eliminated by Juventus so you're right whether you're facing you know a team like Juve and Supercopa and Copa last year facing Milan and Copa last year you always want to win those games well I think a Supercopa could be equally as important because you won the Coppa Italia to get to that. True. You came first to win a Scudetto to get to that. So the the work that you had to do in order to get there kind of has to be remembered. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something my wife actually told me today during after the game, and she said, "Why isn't anybody talking about Antonio Conte?" And some of the, the, the credit he deserves because they wouldn't be in a Supercopa right now if it wasn't for Conte. And my wife's, like, my wife's like, well, why does Nzagi get it if he never took them last year? And I go, it's just it's, it's the shit of the luck where you take over the team and you become the next guy. But she's right, though. Like, I think that Conte deserves some credit. I didn't want to tweet that out because I didn't want to steal the spotlight from Nzagi because – 
at the end of the day, he won it. It's not a Conte, but this this identity this team has, the foundation, working hard, that all started from Conte. Yeah, and, and the intensity and the fitness yeah, as well. You, you you can't take that away, but again, it's always going to fall back to the point where. Well, Inzaghi did this, and he took over with less players, and Conte had that, and it's like, no, but Conte did something as well. But at the end of the day, it, it was a close match between two sides where they both equally had chances. I don't think one side dominated the other. That is kind of unfair to Juventus. I don't think they were outplayed. Um, I think their problem was they sat back a little bit at time too Dinosaur much. Dinosaur ball. Yeah, where they took the lead, and I guess you can't really say dinosaur ball kicked in, but overall, it, it, a mistake at the end of the day cost him. And it's funny because, and I tweeted it out, and people are laughing at me like, no, it's not. Inzaghi got one again the same way. More, um, Jordan Lukaku gets around uh, Di Chilio in 2017, beats him on the corner on, on a pass, gets Morja. Today, across into the box and this time it's alexandro i don't know what he was doing to be honest he was trying to chest it to chiellini like he was trying to pass it to him i don't know what but he was it, was, doing. it was a terror well yeah, he was no. trying he was trying to pass it to his center back partner know, and you man. know i gotta say like that that was a really dangerous pass and i'm not saying it wasn't a mistake it was a mistake but dude mateo darmion pounced on that thing like yeah. a mongoose pouncing on a snake like it, it wasn't you know it was a mistake by sandro no question but Darmian still did very well to poke that away because I could have easily seen that being like, oh, a risky chess pass. And, you know, if Darmian hadn't pounced on it, Chiellini could have still gotten a foot on it and cleared it. But Darmian did really well to capitalize on a really dumb mistake. It kind of reminds me of Jorginho for, for Chelsea versus Manchester United when he was the last man back and he kind of didn't receive the pass properly and didn't control it right. And he lost possession and Man United scored. And... It, it's similar because Alexandro receives the pass or the cross and doesn't control it properly and a quick mistake. And all of a sudden you're being pressured and it, it's done. So it, it and I'll, and I'll say the last part is the defending kind of reminded me of Lazio on Sunday where Bastoni crosses the ball into the box and no one's alert quick enough to, to pick up their guys. And it's kind of the same breakdown as Juventus to Lazio where they, they, they didn't pick up their man. And the one thing I I, I think there's a lot of praise for Inter, but the one player who I, I am really iffy about now is DeVry. And I want to hear you guys. Because DeVry, I don't think he's he's lost a step in this game. He was accountable for the first goal. He, he made a, a massive mistake on that, okay? I don't know what he was doing. And there was another sequence where I believe – he almost scored in his own now, or, or he headed it out of bounds or something like that. And he kind of made, made a, a misplay where it almost cost it into a turnover and a goal. So, like, that's all I have to say. I, I, I want to hear you guys. So maybe I know you, you guys probably don't have much because you haven't uh, seen the well, Super Copa, but we're not going to talk about it for a whole hour. But hold on, Jan. I, I am going to ask you after about Milan and Roma because – Sure. I, 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 and, and we got mass on here too. Yeah, that's it's why really we got good. both of these guys on. This for is that. really good. I'll try. Right? I'll try and uh, and and like quote some. Uh, I'll cite some articles if I can. If I bring up any facts, uh, 
when we, when we talk about Roma and Milan. But I just wanted to say I'm very happy now that I can celebrate Milan Supercopa from a few years ago because Inter finally won one. So thank you. Thank you. It's, it's finally like I can finally go out and celebrate that, that uh, Super Cup that I saw them win. I believe they beat Inter in that one there, right? No, it Super was Juve, no? It was Juve? Oh, maybe it was UV on penalty shots. Yeah, 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 something like that. It was a while ago. Yeah, I was, was thinking of Copa, not Super Copa. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a while ago. Uh, winning a, a Coppa Italia was even longer for Milan. So yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. So we can finally celebrate. But uh, the other interesting thing I wanted to chime in before it was like you're, you're mentioning Mattia Dichilio was in a, a final 2017, and UV is still using him. So that just goes to show you where they're at with their defense right now. Um, I can't believe, like, I used to defend that player when he was at Milan because he came through our Primavera and everyone was like, you know, the next Maldini, which gets thrown around way too much. Way too much. Like, uh, anyway, but uh, so he's still at Juve. Um, I didn't watch the game. I was working today. I didn't watch the game. I did follow on on social media. Um, I mean, I... You see that one goal by Juventus, you expect this is what they're going to do. It's it's what Allegri likes to play. They like to sit back, which I don't understand because not not to bring up bad memories, Mass, they scored three goals in seven minutes on Sunday. This team can score goals, it seems. I mean, we all make fun of Roma. Roma's, you know, still a Serie A team that they scored three goals against in seven minutes. So, like, why did you sit back? to allow Inter to come back in this game when they could have easily maybe tried to go for a second goal. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what happened to Juve, and I think the better team won. And uh, Inter's clearly the best team in Serie A. It's, it's been like that since uh, at least the last year, if not the beginning of two years ago. So, uh, yeah, the better team won, and uh, that's it. That's that's all I really have to say about the game. I mean, I didn't watch it. I just followed on social media. So, yeah, and and Inter Inter certainly could have been uh, more clinical in the game, taking advantage of more chances. That seems to happen uh, a lot with this group. For as many for as many open play goals as they do score, they leave a lot uh, off the table as well. Um, there there could have been multiple additional penalties given in this game. I mean, Juve had one that could have been given. Inter had a couple of more that could have been given in addition to the one that they were given that I know people were arguing about. And, you know, Jan, you and I were talking about this before the show, you know, the the Jekko, uh DiCilio play that was given a penalty. Yeah. Um, I think it's we can agree on this, that if, if they were to just say we're not calling those anymore, I'd be fine with it. But yeah. at the same time, those get pretty consistently called now mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Serie A and around Europe. So I – and obviously easy for me to say given the colors that I'm wearing, but I, I don't – I've seen it called – against Inter as well. Now you see one called in Inter's favor. If they're going to call those consistently, that's the most important thing. But if they got rid of that rule or whatever you want to call it, I'd be fine with that. I mean, Dybala made a career from that call. I mean, in and around the box. He's perfect at it. He knows exactly what to do, where to go in with the ball. He got Romagnoli uh, two years ago very well with uh, with a similar, like, you know, that, that play is there. And like you said, they call it. So, I mean, it is a penalty, but I, I just, it's funny how, like, it's Twitter, so everyone is showing reverse slow mode down angles, and it's like, yeah, that's a penalty. It's like so you can slow it down anywhere you want. Show me any freeze frame; it's going to be called ninety nine percent of the time. So, yeah. yeah, and it's the one consistent call they've been calling. So you know what I mean? I'm not complaining. Pretty much. There's some sort. Exactly. Of, there's some sort of consistency at least. Yeah, so. and uh, and and the hero uh, in this one, it was it was really dramatic uh, the way that it played out. And overall, I don't think Inter played that great. I think that they were the better side in this match. Juve also were missing a lot more 
key players than Inter was. And Inter did have, although it, it sounded like there were a lot of Juve fans because I'm sure they allotted the tickets pretty evenly uh, for Supercopa. So there are definitely a lot of Juve fans there. But, it you know, obviously it's, Inter had the advantage of playing in their home stadium. So even though, like, I wasn't really satisfied with the way the match was going and it was 1-1 into, you know, extra time. And they were literally, guys, they were seconds away from going to penalty kicks. And that's when, you know, Inter were able to create a goal assisted by Alexandro, who tried to chest it back to Chiellini. And then Matteo Darmian, as I mentioned, I thought made a, a great hustle play to poke it out in front to Alexis, who was able to clinically bury the finish. And it was one of those things, like that game was kind of putting me to sleep before that goal. And I'm like mentally preparing for penalties. And Juve was about to bring Bonucci on so he could be part of the penalty kick shootout. Like it was literally inter score on the final touch of the game, literally. And for as much as I, you know, wasn't all that interested up until that moment, you better believe I'm like jumping up and down. I'm like, Super Copa, this is amazing. I'm like going to grab my son to watch the replay of the goal he couldn't care less he wanted to watch cartoons but it was it was one of those things man um let's see we got uh, and by the way huge shout out to everybody watching us live or if you're watching us later on that's okay as well make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to our channel uh faiz 1908 writes in hakan has more trophy than euros we spent on him thanks maldini and we, we do have the, the resident fine. milanista thanks. in the group so. <laughs> um Go ahead, enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I think he booted one. Uh, he was pra- he was practicing for the NFL playoffs. No, in uh, this game, that's <laughs> what I was reading on Twitter. His, uh, he booted a nice one. Spot and <laughs> I was reading now. I don't know if this is true that he had you know just an average a subpar game, but because Inter won, we'll just let it go. Uh, I, I, thought, I don't I know how did he right. play. Yeah, yeah. no, I I I thought he, I thought he was pretty good in the game. I don't think anybody outside of maybe maybe Devry was like poor in the match. Brozovic also had a couple of heavy touches. He looked maybe a little bit sort of like he he's looked rusty since the restart now in the last couple of games, but he did some good things as well. He's in um, contract and, negotiations too, though, right, Brozovic? Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty much done, unless oh, okay. you know. Yeah, and unless like you know somebody, unless it's like an Inzaghi Lotito situation where you know like somebody somebody goes back on the word, it seems like it's pretty much done there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, J- Jerry, Jerry, what did you think of the goal that Juventus scored? Um, to me, um, you you could probably put some blame on a couple of different people from an Inter side. I put it primarily though on Stefan De Vrij because he was responsible for. Uh, marking Weston McKinney at that moment, and he completely just let him get away for a free header. And I also thought, like, Hondanovic looked a little bit lazy on that play. He could have had a better angle. Still, even if he'd had a better angle, I don't know if he was going to stop a header from, like, four feet outside the box. But uh, I wasn't really happy with uh, with the way he left the entire far side of his goal open. But, Jerry, I put most of the blame on that on DeVry. Yeah, we'll have to watch the replay of the goal again. But from what I saw, it was poor man marking from DeVry. And I was wondering, does Bastoni maybe have to be in that area as well? Or because he, I see him running back afterwards and he's caught out too. So, yeah. does Bastoni get any, any criticism on that goal or. Is it squarely just DeVry? Because I, I think um, it's a good question because I did see a couple of people on Twitter trying to blame Bastoni because oh. at the actual – but here's the thing. At the actual moment that McKenney headed it, Bastoni was closer to McKenney than DeVry was. But if you watch like the two seconds that led up to it, 
DeVry was was, was marking McKenney and then he drifted off. So I don't think that uh, that Bastoni even had time to react and like, oh my God, he left his man free. I've got to cut in. I think it was on DeVry. I think Screenyard needs to get a little blame too on the goal because he, for a guy who's very physical and and in his in your face kind of player, I'm surprised who who's the guy who uh, Morata makes the, the the pass to cross into the box and I would have yeah. thought that Screenyard good cross more, by the way it really was but look at the space he has to make that and the yeah. time he's not he's not being pressured so it's kind mm-hmm. of easy for him to even make that pass and the fact that he's not on a yellow card kind of makes him more why didn't you get in there like pressure him at least you don't have to slide challenge all the time but if you throw a player off he's not going to make that pass probably nine out of ten times so i think that's that's one thing but the one player who i thought was very bad was joaquin correa he was yeah he wasn't good well the thing is the thing with me jerry He he and uh, he and Alexis Alexis ended up scoring, which was great. But Correa and Alexis do not play well together. So I didn't when when Inzaghi made that substitution, I didn't like it. I thought he should have brought on one or the other, preferably Alexis, because Alexis has been in better form lately. I thought he should have brought on one or the other and kept Lautaro or Jekyll on the pitch. Maybe you know Jekyll being you know half senior citizen. Maybe uh, maybe it was time to get him. Off the pitch and not make him play extra time, but I I thought that they I thought that they should have left one of those two on. I don't know, man. Like it's like well, Korea hasn't looked good with anybody, to be honest. I, I'll, no, he hasn't looked good I, with anybody. He's, I'm he, sorry. He's, he's better. He's I think he's probably best with Jekyll because they complement each other the best. But you're I mean, he's still he's not been great, no doubt. Just he, not good with Alexis he whatsoever. He needs a Chiro Immobile to play beside him. And and I and I hate to say this. I'm not saying because I'm a Chiro Immobile guy. They complement each other very well. Yeah. That's the thing. His style of play, Chiro, where he plays him behind the defense and makes those runs. And Correa makes those fast runs down the side. Well, and that's his, why I think he and Jekyll play better together because it's, you know, it's a similar role that he plays. No, absolutely. But I, I just think that there's something about and I, I know I'm, I might sign biased. You guys can call me a flamer, whatever you want to call me, man. But there's something about Immobile where it allows other players to kind of elevate their game. And I don't know what it is. When he's out of the lineup, Lazio looks like shit, okay? It's day and night. When he's in the lineup, the players beside him elevate their game. Like, it's crazy what... Pedro's Pedro this year. But when Pedro has Immobile beside him, all of a sudden this guy's a beast. Um, you got Alberto, and all of a sudden his game goes to the next level. Um, you you put Korea in, and they always work together. And something – I don't, I don't like to hear that, oh, well, Sanchez is the wrong guy. But guess what? You got to figure out how to make it work too. You're on, you're on the pitch. You got to make it work. And by by saying that it's the wrong pair is a, is a lazy man's excuse because when I got to see Korea walk around, yeah. not move, not run – Looks stationary. Well, and he plays and, like a winger too sometimes. Oh yeah. Like he needs to be well, more he, how much did they uh, pay for him? How much did they pay for him? About 35 million. That kind of negates your hack on signing right there. Because you're paying $35 million for a <laughs> yeah. guy that's not really being right. popular. The money right? that they saved on Hakan, they paid for Correa. Well, the yeah. other thing, like, that's what um, happens. It happens I, like, yeah. Well, and, and, and Jerry, I, I want to say I don't want to jump is... on that. Like, yeah. see, I don't want to jump on that because it's still early. But 
and that's what but I was going to say. Not only, not, but here's the thing: not not only is it still early, and and th- this is like you can also criticize Correa for this because he's an injury prone player, Jerry, and you know that from his time at Lazio. It's like not only is it early, like they're just over the halfway mark of his first season at Inter, but he's also I don't I don't have the exact number in front of me of games that he's missed due to injury and lack of fitness coming back, but he's he's also missed a bunch of games. So it's like and you, and you talked about how good he was with Immobile, which is true. But how many years did they play together? So it's two. like, was it only two? Two or three years. That's okay, it, I thought three. Okay, yeah, but still. Okay, but still. Like, but his two. first season, he's hardly played, and then it didn't kick off. He got there in twenty eighteen nineteen, played twenty nineteen twenty, and then last year. The problem with okay. Korea too is he can't stay fit either, man. That fucking. Guy. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, Fuck. part part of the reason why he doesn't have chemistry with all of his strike partners is. He's just not been healthy and around long enough to to do, and that's kind of what I thought would be the case with Jekko this year because he's older. But he's you know outside he had COVID recently. Most of that was during the international break, though. Like outside of that, he's been available very consistently where Korea hasn't. Well, Jekko yeah, also is a professional that's used to be one of the top strikers in the league, and now is is a, is a very good veteran striker, mm-hmm. and he knows how to train. This yes. is Korea's problem. I look at this uh, like when I look at a guy like Pellegrini that's at Milan on loan. He was plagued by injuries at Monaco, comes to Milan, new, fresh, obviously your third striker, always injured in training. Mm. These yeah. guys are Korea, maybe same not, thing. I, you can't blame the training staff all the time. These guys are not working out properly. They're not eating properly. They're not. They're not sleeping enough. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're doing something, something that's something fucking wrong. Up. So. Exactly, you know, because if a guy like Zeko or, or Zlatan can you know keep playing at their age, Korea, come on, man. Get it, get it together. You got a big money move to go to Inter. Here's your chance. You know, you, yeah. you've gone to a bigger club. Like, take it. But he hasn't. So, look, and like Jerry said, it's still early. But if we're going to say the hack-hand signing is amazing, which it has <laughs> been for Inter so far, we yeah. have to say that that's a flop. Where we're at True. in the season right now, it isn't. And everything can change in two years. You know what I mean? So. That's, that, that was it. Yeah, and, and also, and, and I'll say this about Hakan Jan that, in, and obviously, I not only see the Milanisti what they say about the guy, but I, I watched him at Milan with my own eyes, and so I saw the inconsistency, like with Hakan. And ironically enough, I am wearing a Hakan jersey, and I not only I not only bought this jersey to honor him, but I also bought it so I could tweet pictures of it and upset people. <laughs> like I bought it as a of troll, course. but I, I but I, I like what he's doing. Do but but at the same time, it's like. I've, I saw enough of him at Milan to know how he can go through these like several week long droughts of just playing poorly. So I'm always like, are, are we sure we're not going to have one of those at some point? It's like for the first month and a half of the season this year, he was not good at all. And then from, mm-hmm. from the Milan Derby on, he's yeah. hit form and he hasn't looked back ever since. It's been yeah. about two months now. He's been sensational, but I know the inconsistency that he's capable of. So I'm always wondering at what point is Hakan just going to lose his confidence and lose his brain for like a month and a half? You know, he's on a, you know, yeah. he's on a better team too, though, and that helps. Yeah. And, and he's taking advantage of the situation that he's put in. So I have to commend him for that. Like, you know, good yeah. for you, Hakan. Like you got put in a situation, you're taking advantage of that situation and good for you. Where we were talking about Korea and he was given a good situation and he hasn't taken that, that opportunity. Bingo. And that's, you know, that's all I really want to outline about those two players is, yeah, I don't like Hakan. And you know, it's funny, you're wearing a Hakan shirt. This is a Milan jersey that has Bonucci in the back. So we both got some snakes <laughs> going on on the back of our shirts. I didn't even plan that. Wow. But, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> that's that why is... I'm wearing it because I can cover it. So no one's yeah, it. <laughs> I see. So yeah, because cool. you, you live in a part of the world where you can actually wear jackets. Like here, I get like yeah. three of those days a year. So I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. have too many jackets. <laughs> I want to answer this one, and I want to know what Jerry thinks as well. He says, Alex, would Inter have won if it went to penalties? Honestly, I don't think so because Inter Inter's penalty kick takers are shady. Like I, I don't really trust them to be. Cl- I mean, Lautaro made a beautiful penalty today, uh, put it top corner. But every time that guy steps up to the spot, I get really nervous. Um, I, I think Hakan, if I'm not mistaken, was no longer in the game at that point. So who who knows uh, what you would you know because he he's actually seemingly Inter's yeah, better penalty kick taker. Yeah, he's consistent on that at least. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if Federico Di Marco stepped up to hit a penalty, you'd put it in the 17th row. So it's like, I don't know, Inter just don't really have a lot of uh, competent penalty kick takers. And it's something, and I, I've said this before on the show, but I don't think I've said it in months. That's one of the things that about losing Lukaku that people forget about, right? Because it's easy to look at Inter and say like, hey, you know, top attack in Serie A, top of the table. They don't really miss Lukaku, but... Guys, the, the one thing that I keep thinking about is Lukaku, two seasons at Inter. I, I don't know how, how many penalty kicks he took. It was a lot in two seasons. He never missed a single penalty kick in an Inter shirt. Never. And now when Inter have a penalty kicker, penalty kick taker step up, it feels like an adventure every time. Like I think Hakan's the best PK taker, yet Lautaro, for reasons I can't understand, is the penalty kick taker. Uh, when Hakan should be taking them, and DiMarco and I, Jekko doesn't even want to take penalty kicks, so who knows what a shit show that would be if he did. So it's like, that's one thing people forget about with Lukaku. Not only do you lose him in open play, you lose his penalty kicks, and he was money from the spot for two years, Jerry. Well, I, I think that they had the better goalkeeper for uh, penalties. Yeah. Padin. I think Padin would, is a very underrated goalkeeper who did really well at Genoa, and was nice to see that he, he got to start today, to be honest. Um, I didn't think he played bad at all. thought he played well. Looked really confident and uh, a bold decision, but one that I guess uh, had to be made. And I think that's one thing I'll, I'll respect for Allegri is that, and I don't want to make this political about the whole situation. Right. I, I just want to say that he, he stuck to his guns and he didn't treat his team one person different than the other right kept it consistent and that's it and i think that's the most important thing in the, in the dressing room that can go a long way to their season is showing the team is like no one is better or less than someone else these are the rules they apply to everyone i know a lot of people in the world don't like it i don't want to get political like i said i just think that that's the best way to kind of treat the dressing room and, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do right like um Korea, man. Uh, he reminds me of Felipe Anderson. They, they just walk places. They're both inconsistent. Yeah, they, they're hot and cold, man. Like they're just both hot and cold. That's that's what I've noticed from both of them this year. One one turns it on, one turns it off. Like it's like, um, I don't know, man. But uh, well, and and I think there, there's a lot of pressure on both him and Simone and Zaghi to make it worth you know the 31 million that they paid because. I believe in the case of Correa, that was more of an Inzaghi signing than a Beppe Merota signing because, you know, Inter were looking at uh, multiple different strikers in that price range. Uh, may- maybe a couple of them could have. I-, I know one guy they might they would have probably brought in was uh, Turam, 
uh, but he got hurt like right before, yes. right before they were going to make that move. So they, so I, I think they maybe said, okay, our next choice is going to be Correa. We're going to give Inzaghi someone he's coached before and is comfortable with. So I, I think that puts extra pressure on Inzaghi. And like obviously, you know, Inzaghi's doing sensationally well. So I'm not trying to say his job is on the line or anything like that. Far from it. But still when you're the reason why a certain player is bought at a price like 31 million for a team having financial troubles at that point like that that is a big signing like the 31 million that they paid for him in 2021 was about as equivalent to like the 60 some million that they paid for Lukaku a couple of years forward if you look at the financial troubles so uh, mm-hmm. i think i think there's 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 pressure on on Inzaghi and certainly on Korea to make that work so hopefully he can figure things out in the second half of the year um so mass i i hate i hate to bring it up but uh you know how that, that was really really tough result from roma and it's like um i follow so many roma fans yourself included uh, another friend of our show chris desantis you know our guy steve chavillo i feel especially bad for chris because he seems to take every loss so personally like i like mass i feel like you you should go to his house and be, give him therapy after some of these roma games uh, we 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 vented our frustrations watching that game. I, I missed a bit of it, but I ended up watching the entire replay on uh, the zone using a VPN, obviously. Um, but um, I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, when's the last time you've seen Roma put up three goals on on Juventus too, right? I mean, like I, I'm I'm trying to find bright spots. I mean, look, my, uh, I love your attitude. Started... No, but it's true because like yeah, I feel yeah. like. I mean, a lot of Roma Twitter was like in a meltdown, but I mean, you we know that this whole situation with Mourinho is going to take time. We're seeing improvements. We're scoring. It's not like we're sitting back and getting slapped or like we're putting up goals. We're, we're, we're generating opportunities. We're getting chances. We're scoring. The problem now is we got to defend. We got to let in less than we, we, we score, right? I mean, that's how you win. You got you to gotta concede less. Um, the problem is, is that, I mean... We had lost – who did we lose that game? We lost Karsdorp because of the red – no, no, Karsdorp got a red last – Yeah, against Milan. You get it against Milan, yeah. Him and Manchin. You got two yellows. You got – Theo waved them away. Yeah, he, got, yeah, he waved them away. Um, so two, two, two guys right there gone. I mean, look, um, Matlin Niles, the guy we, we signed right out the gate from Arsenal on loan, he did pretty well to slot in right away. He got thrown into the fire. They started him right out the gate. We signed him, and for three days later, he's in the starting lineup. He that's looked crazy. good. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and, and that's great. probably one of those things where, like, he looked good the first game, and then because, like, it's all adrenaline. Like, you've been there for three days, and then it's probably going to take him a while now to adjust. Yeah, so we're going to see. I mean, so far, so I mean, and with all our signings so far, I mean, they've all looked pretty great. I mean, look at Tammy Abram. He he finally got the monkey off his back and he's been scoring. He's been he's been he's been contributing. Uh Shimurov, I mean, comes in here and there. I mean, um a little pricey for how we're using him, but I mean it is what it is. But he looks all right as well. I'm not gonna complain. But Roma played pretty well up until we started just conceding goals the way yeah, we were. That's what, he, that's what Ivano was saying too. Yeah. yeah, they played well. I mean it's they, but mentally, I feel like this team is that's what what they're lacking. They're like they're lacking some mental <coughs> toughness. They conceded one. Yeah, they came back. 
Are, are, are they getting problem. that, like, from Mourinho? Because I, I know, like, that's got to be one of the reasons why he was brought in. Like, you know, I, I know that they didn't just bring him in for entertaining press conferences. I, I think no. um, creating more toughness and a more defensive mentality. So do you see signs of it, or is there just so, so far I mean, they need to go? Con- conceding seven goals in two games since the restarts. So we're not really seeing not some good, good signs on the, the defensive side of things, but... Uh... I, it's gonna come. I mean, we gotta be patient. Look, uh, Mourinho's still bringing in guys. We just signed Oliveira from Porto on loan as well. Who, depending what happens, I think is probably gonna also start against Cagliari. Um, we're missing a couple of guys that 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 Juve game. So I mean, it's not all bad, but they're gonna have to address those issues of mental toughness. Toughness and the one thing I do see Mourinho and what we've seen over the course of the season, what he has brought to this team is that identity because everyone wasn't really um, showing any fight. Now, you see the guys kind of standing up for each other on the field. You're you're seeing things get chippy on the field. Like These guys are finally kind of having some sort of fight in them. I just think that they need to work well against adversity. Like I feel like once you they get scored on a couple of times, they're playing frustrated football. And once you're playing frustrated cultural, you're not going to do much. When you're playing frustrated, you're not thinking straight. You're just trying to get results and you're forcing things. And then that's how you get those red cards from like a Mancini and a Karsdorp against Milan or the it's they gotta they gotta calm down once they go down a few goals, I think. That's the thing. Yeah, we were missing guys, I know. But what do you want to do? We have to make we feel an eleven, and we have to we have to play we play with that, right? Whether we're missing some key pieces or not, the one real key piece that we I see that when he is missing is Pellegrini, though. Mm, when Pellegrini is missing, that's that's where you notice the team's completely different. There's like a whole. Maybe miss. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Maybe miss like uh, last year's form of Smalling because this year he's been looking. More like He's the smalling that I saw at Manchester United when he was lapsing, like against Milan, and even like that Locatelli goal. Like, how much he space was hot. Are you He's very hot and cold. He's been yeah, very hot and cold. Last year he looked very good for you guys, yeah. um, and also when he first arrived, which was before, the year before that, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But this year I'm just finding he's not playing like he look like I, I I'm I'm guessing here. Um, I'm not gonna say it's a fact, but it, to me, like Mourinho would look at a guy like that to be one of the veterans lead the team, and I just find that he's one of the guys that's not leading you guys very well. I don't know, maybe he's also I'm, I'm wrong here, but he's from also what I been saw, one. He's also been one of those guys that hasn't been fully fit either. He hasn't really been in the lineup consistently either. He's been kind of in and out, um, but when he's, it's very hot and cold because even before the start of the, the restart of the season, he was playing. Pretty well before the Christmas break, he was all right once they once they got in there, and then you're starting to see you're starting to see flashes of inconsistency. But that's been the story of this team from the get go. It's not just him. We can't just go pinpoint out yeah. Smalling. The entire team's been wholly inconsistent. Our only two consistent factors now that he's found this form has been Abraham and and Pellegrini. Pellegrini's just been balling and putting the team on his back when he can. Yeah, which that's is great. a bit of a problem, but. Yeah, Ivano brings up a good point because I'm seeing the chat kind of scrolling up here too as well. Um, Spinazzola gets back February. They're they're projecting for February as well. Right. So which is good news. Um, we need some help on the left side. I feel like Vigna hasn't really adapted well to, to Serie A. And I mean, I see people shouting out Vera too, but Vera too has kind of taken a, a step back in his, his yeah. form as of late. He hasn't been very, very good. Uh, it's he was been very big for you guys very... last year. 
He was big. Yeah, at the start of the year. season, at the start of the season, he was all right too. And then I don't know. He just had a dip in form, and he hasn't been the same since. You know, I, I uh, we're gonna this, see. I flashed this earlier, but let, let me bring this up again. I love how in a game, in a game between Inter and Juventus, Jerry he still finds a way to banter Roma. Ed and Jekko holding the trophy. Jerry, look at that smile. That's the smile of a man who knows this trophy doesn't need to be watered. I mean, I Jerry, I, I give you credit, man. That, no, that's I give credit to Jan. Jan, Jan helped me with that Oh, one. really? I didn't yeah, know he that. Me with that one. I needed help. I, 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 I'm, not good at, I'm not good at banter. I won't lie on the, on the pod. No, but it, it's it. fun. You have, you have some good ones, Jerry. It's great. I mean, I see you trigger a lot of the Roma fan base, but... Uh, I take it all in, in good fun, you know what I mean? If you can't take banter, you take anything you too seriously. It's not fun anymore. Jerry triggers Lazio fans too, man. They call him an yeah, oh he triggers everybody. Like, he just triggers the world. The, I, I don't, the I don't fi- even trigger the Roma fans. You on couch on Twitter. He, he, tr- he triggered one of the four Charlotte Checkers fans tonight like, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the what we're talking of- about with, with Jerry triggering the Lazio fans because, listen – um, you know, Jerry will occasionally throw out congratulatory tweets to Inter, uh, which and Simone Inzaghi, Jerry loves Simone Inzaghi, Inter's manager. He points out here, Inzaghi in the last three finals against Juventus, three to two win 2017, three to one 2019, two to one here today. So Jerry's trying to give Simone some credit and he's getting attacked by Lazio fans. Jerry, I'm sorry that There's has like to happen. Four of you guys on Twitter. How are you guys attacking each other? I don't understand. This Lazio on Lazio violence has to stop, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. Stop. it's so stupid. I, I congratulate Milan when they win. I congratulate I every I mean, team. I, I, I think, like, if someone ranked your teams after you congratulated Milan for the way they played or something with some injuries, and like they, they, yeah. they Milan as his third favorite team. So I, was, <laughs> I, guess. I, I, I don't. I don't think. Like, I don't think it PhD. helps. I don't think it helps that he does the show with me. I think that that is like people associate him with me. So. And I, yeah. I may have also, I may have made a few dozen jokes over the last couple of years about how Jerry's an Inter fan. So I don't think I helped the situation. Well, the Juve fan, fan base hates my guts. They literally hate my guts. I know that. But like, well, because Juve and Roma are the two teams that you never say anything nice about. Well, it's no, funny because Roma fans are not bad to me, though. It's like, it's, there's it's, a handful of us, but it's just the ones who are just the bad batch of the Roma Twitter. Yeah. But the rest of us, we Lupo. get along. I guess Lupo goes after me, but he, he's on, hot and cold. But like he's, he's uh, Lupo, Lupo's he's his own meds, person. Yo, he, no, he wanted to, he wants to burn it all to the ground after that loss to Juventus. Like he was in a full meltdown. Like that would be my that ball. would be my immediate reaction too. But it's like after you sleep on it for a couple days, you know, and you realize yeah, okay, we can't. You can't, it make up, any, you, know? you can't make any harsh judgments, guys. We all said it at the beginning <clears> of the year. The entire all of us for once in Roma Twitter were in agreement. We need to be patient with Mourinho. Then all of a sudden, the one bad game, we get slapped 7-0 or 7-2 or whatever in a conference league by some farmers out in Denmark, and everyone's panicking. It's like, guys, something was going to happen. Like, we need to be patient. He's bringing in the guys he wants. We just got to wait it out. You can't expect Mourinho, especially the hole that Pallotta and Monkey left us in, you can't expect the Freakins and Mourinho to turn it around overnight. It's going to take time. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's gonna take. It's it's it's, it's different. I bet you. So I bet you. Lupo, I bet you. Lupo's the nicest guy, but these people act so different on Twitter, and they 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 try to be something they're not. That's the sad part. And I, I just say that for social media. Yeah, it's it's sad, but 
you gonna do, right? It is yeah. what it is. But um I don't know. I talked to a buddy of mine today actually who's a Porto fan. Uh I wanted my story. What's he saying about Olivier uh Jerry? He says he's okay. He's not he, um there's a guy in their in their squad that is doing very well. I think Diaz, if I'm not mistaken, or something somebody. Um but uh he's performing very well and that's why Oliveira is not playing right now. Like he's uh, kind of de- he's kind of taking a step back on the team and kind of declined a, a bit. Who's he's the no Porto longer- fan, Rui? No, this guy I work with. Um uh. he, he's Portuguese actually. Um I forgot his name actually. Just blank. I don't care what head. his name is. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name. Sorry, I'm gonna <laughs> But anyways, this guy's he's Portuguese and he's a Porto fan, and we always talk about Porto and like he watches all their games, and he said he still has a quality in him. But like, like, like I said, he's not the player that he once was. He's kind of he's thirty years old now. He was telling me so. He's he's kind of up there in age, but still, yeah, Luis Diaz, something like that. I don't know. He's playing in the midfield or something like that. But um, he's uh, he watches Porto more than I do. I, I'm not even going to criticize because I don't watch Porto enough. I don't say. even know where to find the Portuguese league in the States on TV. I don't know. I don't even know where, if, if that's a BN Sports. I have no idea. But I, I don't even know where to find that league. Like the, the only times I've ever watched Porto are in European competitions. Champions League. Yeah. Let me find Porto's yeah. line, actually. I'm going to look it up. Porto. Yeah. Let's see. Let me just be Vizila 3 1. <laughs> Well, I, I want to I want to get into because uh, you know we, the the two fans here on this panel who cheer for teams in Rome, yeah, you both have it. you both have new managers this year. There have obviously been some ups and downs. I, I'd love to know from you, Mass, first on Mourinho, and and every obviously everybody knows it's early. You know, just twenty one games into a thirty eight game Serie A season. Uh, but like, if you could give Jose a letter grade so far, what would you give him for what he's done so far at Roma? Just off the fact that he's got us scoring more than two goals in some games and actually not losing to bottom bottom table teams that I've seen Fonseca struggle with, I'm gonna give him a B plus A minus. Okay. Wow. I I, I like no because there's a lot of intangibles that he's brought to the team. I've seen the team kind of stick up for themselves. You're seeing a bit more unity with the players. Their their body language on the field is kind of different. Yes, they do get frustrated, and it just shows a bit on the lack of strong uh, mental toughness. But the last time I've seen Roma kind of exciting and actually playing attacking football, I can't remember. He's he's brought a, a good brand of attacking football that, that's taking advantage of the pieces that he has. So, like I said, like even Sunday, when's the last time I could have thought Roma put up three on Juventus? True. You know, so, I mean, I like what he's doing. It's gonna take time obviously but right now i'll give him a b plus a minus easily he's he's a few pieces away from getting this team to where he wants it to be i like it and now and listen you guys know i'm big Mourinho fan so i'm happy to hear that what about you jerry with sadi because uh they're obviously they're not really playing sadi ball yet at least not consistently uh lots have had plenty of ups and downs this season but do you see you know 21 games in are you seeing the adaptation i, I think i think immobile's certainly been fine with sadi and in a 4-3-3 so if you could give a letter grade to sadi so far what do you give him um it's tough uh b maybe b i would give him uh c c plus because we're in eighth place. Um, I don't see a lot of progression. What did you give, Mass? I didn't hear you. 
He said I B gave plus. a B plus. A fuck is B plus. Holy fuck. For being in eighth place, tied with Lazio, fucking 30 points behind first. No, but how much off. of that is the coach's fault, though? Because you knew the squad was going to have deficiencies in Rome. You got to fuck so. yeah. how to adapt. It doesn't matter. You didn't adapt. Rome spend more? Didn't Roma spend more than any other Serie A club this summer? That you know, that is true. They did. They did spend more. I, I can't Aren't they paying guys- this guy like Conte money? <clears throat> I don't know, man. I would give both. Wait a minute. I, I'm I, 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 I want to hear I your speak. grades as well, Jan. No, if Jan. I speak. Yeah, go ahead. I speak. No, no, no. But it's one of those things. I, even though, even though you're not a fan of either of those teams, you're probably more objective. So I'd love uh, to hear I think Sadi hasn't been supported by Lotito. So I think Lazio hired the better coach right now, not the more storied coach. Mourinho has one more. Mourinho is a legend, and I don't want to be misquoted. He's just past his prime, and Sari still has a lot more to offer. And Sari has not been supported by Lotito. Uh, Latito's a cheap bastard, and uh, Roma did open up the pocketbooks. They're starting to get their players. I do believe that you got to give Roma a, like at least another year before we really know where this project is going. I mean, right. I don't think the overhaul is done by any means, but Lazio had a better club to start with, in my opinion. And to be in the same position as Rome right now, I would, you know, if I'm Jerry, I'd be pissed off. And if I'm mass, yeah, I'm looking good because hey, I'm tied with Lazio. So like they were better than us. So, you know, it's like it's how you look at it. But it's still the season, like the standings now don't really matter. I mean, one of them can finish fourth, right? Anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just uh I think Mourinho's getting more support, so you should see something better come out of Roma. But to me, they're both a C right now. Uh you can be in eighth place and, and be be happy with that as a fan of these teams because they should be fighting for top four. They should be a lot closer to top four. Yeah. At least on I paper, I think both teams should be closer to the top four. Yeah. I don't know why it's and, not and really out. early on, like Roma had a great start to the year and they were in yeah, top four and I for think a while. Yeah. That might have put like, you know, the whole like we got to give Mourinho time. Well, they started off on fire. I think they that did. just flipped a switch in a lot of the fans' heads. It's like, well, no, we can maybe do it now. And now it's coming a bit harder because, you know, seasons are ups and downs. Uh, I know I'm a Milan fan. We go through a lot of those. So, sure. uh, yeah. So. Well, and, and speaking of, of flipping switches, and I want to get your take on this, Jan, first, and then I want to hear Hold from on. Jerry. Tell me again Mass that Oliveira well. is good. Ivano, tell us again that, that he's a really good player. Tell us one more time. Well, now like, he says he's great. Oh, fuck, man. You, you guys signed fucking so many players. You're fucked, Jerry. Next yeah. Rome Derby, he's going to score a hat trick. Huh? You know, he is a good man. player. I, I think he's a good player, but you're probably right, Jerry. Like, like How many players have not the Oliveira that we remember three years ago in Champions League and right. stuff? He. Yeah. Call me, call me in a year when these players are actually panning out for 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 Roma, and they actually made fucking three, four good signings that Mass doesn't have to say tomorrow morning that we need to fucking try to figure out how to get rid of Pastore or fucking uh Nzonzi or. It's looking, it's looking good. We shipped off uh, VR and uh, who else? I think we. But VR is on loan. VR is on loan, but we actually. Yeah. Were they both on loan? I think was it VR and who else that we Everybody's on loans. Fucking all these guys are on loans. No the one per, speaking of, speaking of loans, the one loan I'm do I am upset about. And I would have liked to have kept him was Kyle Fury. I don't know why they they shipped him off. Yeah, he was a homegrown talent, though. Yeah, because what often is new with the home, homegrown talents? You guys have one in your lineup uh, as well that we did dirty. Yeah, yeah, and with Florenzi. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's always yeah. the same story with Roma and homegrown talent. Outside of Man, he wanted and, to score so bad against Totti. you guys last week. Oh my god, that free kick! 
Oh. Never saw him take a free kick like that in my life. But where's this guy? I would have put, put the remote through the right. television if you would have scored. <laughs> Look, I, I had, an, I an up, <laughs> hold on, an upgrade on three fucking bus of signings. Waste of money, waste of money, waste of money. You know what I mean? Like just dead Christante's, weight money. Like just Christante's money wasted. With, uh, offload. That's I, why I, don't I think. Know. Lazio and Roma both fucking garbage. I don't give a shit, man. I gotta hear that Roma's better than Lazio. Lazio's better than Roma. The They're whole city of Roma is. Well, well spe- speaking of like, uh, dude, I, I I saw something. Uh, I saw something really uh, funny today. You know how sometimes it, and you know when like you're talking about this, so both your clubs are shit. Yet it doesn't stop Lazio and Roma fans from fighting, right? Uh, I'm on I'm I'm on Twitter today and listen uh every everybody on cultural Twitter they love Sansone like the guy he talks a lot of crap uh sometimes you can't tell how serious he is or not he's a Napoli fan and then he posts a uh, a tweet about how something about the Champions League and he's like oh just so Roma fans know what a playing in a Champions League final is about. I'm like, bro, you're you're a not what do you know about Champions League finals? Like <laughs> they've gone further in the competition that you ever dreamed of. Yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah, they're, they're in the they're in the, the, sem- the semis a few years the semifinals, ago. Semifinals, yeah. 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 So I thought that was but you know what? When, but with that with with that it, dude and I love him, I I can't I can't tell when sometimes he may be saying stupid shit on purpose because he just likes the interactions. So maybe he knew, hey, I'm a Napoli fan telling Roma fans they don't know what a Champions League trophy looks like. He probably knew that's gonna blow up in my face. Uh, yeah. I still remember that game, it's and then it also part against Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good run. No, but that was a good that was a good run by Roma that year. Wild it was. run. It was, uh, Cinderella was nice. It was a great run. Yeah, a, a good team. Yeah. Yeah, that was with Francesco. Like uh, that year, I thought, yeah. oh, maybe this uh, Di Francesco can actually coach. He's got him in the Champions League semifinal. He just let them play. He yeah. let the players play. He didn't do anything. Yeah. And then we we tried to we tried and then we tried to high press a very very quick Liverpool team and saw how that panned out for us. I remember that. Yeah. Math, I'm gonna give you a trophy for this. Because you got four goals on Atalanta this year. You deserve yeah, a fucking trophy. A trophy. I'm getting you a fucking bonsai cool. tree. Oh, no, but geez, how many extra points does that, that I get you in? When no, you beat a but, team for one, does that get you more than three it, points it, for the It's win? so sad. It's sad that we as fans now have to be satisfied for a certain win. We got four goals against no, but, Atalanta. We are fucking – no, you want, no, I want trophies, man. I want progress, trophies. I want to see us get to the final. I want to it's see us gonna, get to the semis. Hopefully, hopefully it comes. I, I'm just saying it's gonna take some time. I'm not. I'm not looking at at this through rosy, 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 rose tinted glasses, no, guys. It's gonna take time. But the thing is, is Ivano's asking who Lazio signing. Look, no, nobody spend money. Not won't spend money. <laughs> he can't spend money. Daddy's busy, busy looking in the second division in Turkey, looking for the next yeah. bargain deal. Yeah, we, we Jerry, Jerry, tell me, we were talking on the phone earlier today. Do you think Tade is actually, is he legitimately on the hot seat? Because I think he deserves yes. to be on the hot seat, but he's actually on the hot seat now. I think Lazio fans are delusional. When they, they when I got, get freaking people messaging me, oh, but he got Savage and he got Alberto and he got Chiro Immobile. And like, yeah, you're living freaking four yeah. years ago, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to me about four years ago, Okay. The last three years have been duds. This past summer has been our best transfer market since since Milan were interested in Tade and then right. they re-signed with Lazio. Our summer transfer market was was spot on the best one he's had since I don't know when. 
Like every signing that he made has panned out. I don't think there's been a bad sign. I guess whose side you could put into that into that category has been bad, but that's probably the guy I, the coach wanted. One of the few guys that they actually yeah, got him. I think I think Lacho alone. I Chris, buddy, man, Lacho and Romar are both delusional. I don't know. I think, think Rome is burning. Both get, teams are getting back to fire. Fire. Guys, guys are all fucking delusional. They're both delusional, to be fair. I think Roma's just under on outfield too. I had a few Roma fans actually message me saying that Mourinho out. And they, and they provided good points that Mourinho's stuck in his own ways. Yeah. Well, and, but they and, but they knew that when they hired him though. Like he, he's been yeah, like that for he, how many years? Like it's not it's and, and the thing about Mourinho that um this guy, he really needs to take a year off. Like, I think it would make him... I'm not saying do it right now. Look at this idiot. Fucking, you you mort the defam, okay? Fucking, <laughs> Leva, Leva messaged me because I freaking banter the guy, okay? Because he's a bitch. He's soft. Because he, he couldn't and, take and a little banter. And I got banter. this guy telling me about how Leva is 36. I know what my team's problems are. I don't, I don't hide behind the wall. I see it, man. Petro, 35. Looks better than half a Roma. I'm sorry, he man. Does. The he's, guy looks he's better than half year. a Roma. I don't know how you're not seeing this. The guy. He's one of the does. best attackers in Serie A this year. He makes, he's age, dangerous, man. He's he's quick. He yeah. makes dangerous runs. I'm going to yeah. go back to what Jan said before. You want to know why Pedro's still good at 34 years old? Because he knows how to train, like Jan said. He knows how to take care of his body, like Jan said. This is a guy who knows how to how to play to the level his body allows him to. He doesn't overexceed. He is a smart player who knows what he's doing, man. Like, that's why he didn't succeed on Fonseca. Like, they didn't know how to use him. Goes to Sari. And his best seasons, some of his best seasons are under Sari. The numbers are impressive. So, yeah. it's not like Sari is a bad coach. I, I I don't know about Mourinho. I don't watch enough Roma to, to criticize him. I think that Mourinho overall is a good manager. But is he the right fit for Roma? We'll see. But, um at the end of the day, sorry, he needs to get players. And he's, well, I'll say one thing. If they don't make any sales soon, Lazio's in a lot of trouble because he can't depend on buying all their players in one transfer market. They need to start now, bring a few in, and then sign a few in the summer. You can't just go guns blazing one shot and that's it. But nobody um, said, yeah, I can. Nobody no, can. You nobody have to can. do these pragmatic moves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I can. You guys, it's funny. I just find it funny. Like none of us are any. None of our teams are are very good. None of our teams are very bad. Uh, I, I think Milan's good. On different I levels, good but even Inter, as great as Inter is inside of Italy, and they have the deepest team. Once you start comparing Serie A teams to other oh, leagues sure. around the world yeah. that are in Champions League final a group of like the round of sixteen, our Definitely. teams are nothing, guys. We yeah, don't no, like 100%. you think that Manchester City is going to be scared because Darmian and Galliardini are coming off the bench, and we're like, Oh, look at the deep <laughs> bench Inter has. Yeah, they do have a deep bench for Serie A standards, not for Europe, you know yeah. what I mean? Man City's yeah. going to look at that and say, like, What? <laughs> who are these? Who are these guys? You know, so yeah, like, we have Liverpool, we have to always, yeah, Liverpool, let, yeah, not Man City. It's fine to banter amongst Liverpool, ourselves, though. but in the grand scheme of things, our teams are all really falling behind, and that's the, it's a league problem wide. You know what I mean? I think we banter each other just to to feel good about it and to forget how bad the league is. Well, the thing is, like you, you don't you can only play who's in front of you, and and e even if the quality of the league is not what it was, you know, I, I like I go back to and Jan and I probably all of us like came up watching City on the same era. Like I came up 
I started paying attention. I'm 37 years old. I started paying attention late 80s, early 90s. And yeah. Serie A was the league. Like, Serie A was the league during that time. So I just I don't look at it at the same standard right now. I hope that they can get to a similar spot again sometime in the future. Uh, but yeah, I just like still I, I take pride in the domestic competitions and I try I want to see somebody do well in Europe as long as it's not Juventus, but we don't usually have to worry that's about that. Never so much. Don't that's worry never about gonna happen. <laughs> that's no, never no. gonna happen. But no, but I, I wanted to go around around the room with expectations. Uh, because obviously, like as an interista coming off of Scudetto win, you know, I know I, I, I was discouraged certainly losing Conte, selling Lukaku, losing Hakimi. Still, though, my preseason goal for Inter, and I hope they can accomplish it, was still Scudetto, because I knew that there was still quality on the squad. Um, you know, I, I like Inzaghi. I'm still, and you know, Jerry was telling me to have more faith today. I still, you know, I wonder if kind of down the stretch if not having Conte may hurt the squad's mentality, but I do like what is doing, no question. So preseason, despite losing some people, I still had to say the the objective is Scudetto, and that if, if they don't win it, I will be disappointed. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I'm not necessarily expecting to win it. They're in first place right now. Great. Uh, but if they don't win it, I will be disappointed. I'm curious, Jan, uh, where you're at, because obviously, you know, Milan, they, they came in second last year. They were tremendous last year for the first half of the season. They were tremendous to start the season this year, and they're still very much in the mix. I mean, down one point, uh, Inter have one game in hand, but worst case scenario, yeah. you'd be down four points. So what is your objective? Is it Scudetto or bust, or is it another top four finish and you worry about Scudetto later? I think top four finish. Um, I know that my team has a habit of letting players go for free, but I have to commend my my management for always finding replacements. Yes. Uh, we've my, lowered our my, debt. My we've, is excellent. We've, yeah, yeah, like we've spent money properly. I have a feeling that, you know, they're going to target some more players this summer and we need to finish top four. Look, if we manage to stay close to Inter for a Scudetto in the last couple of weeks, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy if we win it. But my goal at the beginning of the year was top four. I, I mean, I looked at our squad. We have no bench. Um, we don't really have, uh, you know, much of an answer if we get more injuries again. I'm surprised that we've won games with Kalulu and Gabia playing center back. But, you know, maybe sometimes I'm too hard on our young players and they're actually decent. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, also I give a lot of credit to I give a lot of credit to Pioli, and I think I have to because, like, I've noticed the last couple of years, like Milan have had a ton of injuries, and it doesn't affect the results as much as you'd think it would. Like I, I've seen Milan play some of their best games the last couple of years when they've got four or five important players out. We've uh, Michael Lisi posted this. Out. I think out of twenty-one games, we fielded twenty different uh, starting lineups. So wow. I think that's more of a testament to how much of a group this group has become. And you, they, they, you know, they're all very similar in how they're 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 used in in the Pioli system. Uh, I'm not saying Salamakers is a world beater, but he plays the system that 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 is being asked of him. You know, Messias plays what is being asked of him. They're all playing, they're all following. So yeah, I gotta commend Pioli. Pioli's uh, done a great great job with this group, and uh, I'm happy for him. The guy deserved it. Uh, he was always a bit like looked down upon for what he didn't accomplish at Inter. And uh, everyone kind of looked at him as after he left Lazio, he wasn't really good anymore uh, either. So I'm happy that he got some 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 respect back to his name. And yeah, that, 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 that's on. one. Like when when he uh, was it about two two and a half years ago 
when he signed uh, with Milan, I, I was just kind of chuckling. I'm like, they really think mm-hmm. this guy's going to get him somewhere? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, mm-hmm. but I, I give him credit. Like, I give credit where credit is due. I've had an anti Pioli agenda for a few years now, but he's done a good job at Milan. I take nothing away. Well, yeah. what about you? What about you, Mass, with Roma? Um, obviously, not, not Scudetto or Bust this year with that squad and with a new coach. No. But, but what was uh, wh- where were you, where were you drawing the line preseason expectation was it Europa League top four what was your objective preseason I went there with no expectations to avoid being disappointed so oh, I mean man. I didn't really set yeah I didn't set the bar very high um, but seeing seeing how they've been playing I'm going top top five maybe a play in spot for for Champions League but we'll probably just play Europa anything outside of Conference League would be nice yeah. I mean, what we have the you? we have the quality. Oh, we have the quality for Europa. Yeah. I think we can handle Europa. I just, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Despite uh, some sh- some shakier showings in uh, Conference League, but I think we could do it. I mean, look, top five. I'm okay with top five at this point. I'm okay with that. What about you, Jerry? With Lazio, what was your preseason objective as far as where they should finish? I was hoping fourth place, but I don't think that's realistic. Um, you got Napoli, who are still figuring out ways to win. Um, Atalanta. Yeah. That's a big match hard. against Inter this weekend. Inter-Atalanta is going to be big. Or Atalanta-Inter, um, I think it is. Yeah. I think the whole the whole thing is you got to try to aim for 5th, 6th if you're, if you're Lazio. Apparently, they knew already that top four was never a realistic goal for, for Lazio this season. But... At the end of the day, it's um, you got to aim for some progression. I want to see at least Lazio kind of progress under under uh, Josie Mourinho, kind of get that that Jose Mourinho, under Mourinho. Sorry, trying to get that that identity. But I think the one thing that's important is that these these managers don't get enough. The the, the only preseason objective is higher than Roma. <laughs> I guess so. nothing wrong with that. They're rivals, right? I yeah. mean, you you always want to finish ahead of your true rival. I, who who wants to finish lower than the other? It's true though. He's not right. Wrong. Exactly. Like listen, like uh, all, all the times Inter is finished below Milan. You know, people get to banter you. It goes both ways. People are bantering Milan. It's like it sucks. You want you want to finish ahead of your rival all the time. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, here's the problem, and and, and I, I guess this can go for for Josie Mourinho is that these managers are not getting enough time to kind of instill their philosophy, their their tactics, their identity, their ideas. Um, I was listening on Lazio Lounge and, and credit to to Vittorio and Alistair that it's true that this is the first week that Lazio has a full week to prepare for a match and can train every day. Um, I think that Mourinho doesn't even care about the Europa League and Copa Italia because he wants the extra weeks to train with his guys and kind of instill those that philosophy now. And, and that's why he really wanted to finish first in the Europa League. So he could have, like, tried to train them and give them that. He had the extra two weeks to kind of prep with them. And that has been an issue. And I think that's kind of affected our season is that you got midweek matches all the time, you got weekend matches, midweek matches. So if it wasn't Europa League, 
it was the Copa Italia. Sorry, it was Serie A. If it wasn't Serie A, it was back to Europa League. And then there would be double week match in a week where Serie A, Serie A, and then back to Copa, uh, to yeah. Europa League. So there's not enough time for, for managers to kind of manage with their players and, and kind of get that system in place. Whereas Pioli is fine. He's already had two years and kind of has built that foundation. Simone Izagi doesn't need time because he already has the players in place to kind of work for his system. There are, there are coaches already are in a good position who don't need those midweek to kind of train. Whereas, sorry, he needs those extra weeks to kind of get his players to what he wants and they have that idea. Um, it'll, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think the, the Mercato is going to be a, a dud. I don't think we're going to buy it. Might be some last minute signing. I don't know. Um, we should should try and win the Copa Italia. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. you, you know how these managers think, and I don't think neither team is strong enough. We, you guys, got to go through Inter. We got to go through Milan. Like the the obstacles here are are, are why not? so difficult. But yeah. it's a Copa game. Why not? You yeah, can be can you happen. can be teams yeah. like that. It's a it could happen. I mean, oh. depending on the objectives of the other team, you know, depending on injuries. Bingo. If Inter passes the the next round in Champions League, they'll be further into the Champions League. Hey guys, they'll be focused on that. I mean, Milo you know, yeah, but it's like a, you know, anything can happen. Like that's the thing with Serie. Yeah, it's like. Milan can lose to Spezia and then beat Juventus, you know? Yeah, like, and, and don't, I, don't know, forget so. about and good, COVID good is huge, like COVID. Says, yeah. 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 yeah, COVID is huge. And players COVID don't come huge. back the same. Brahim Diaz started the season on fire, got COVID, didn't right. look good up until it, it took him three, four games before he started getting that pace back. It's These guys are athletes, but they're still affect, it's still impacting them. And Well, the biggest, biggest move today by Lazio was uh, Jordan Lukaku on loan to uh, – is it? I think to Venezia. Is it? Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. He got loaned out. The, the guy. The guy. Oh my god! I thought he was gonna become something for Lazio, man. And he. I thought he was gonna have a chance under. He. It's sad. You you pay these guys wages and like they're at home doing nothing. It's. It happens. It's so bad. The amount of bad signings that we've done in the last three years. It's it's Rizzo Dormisi. The guy's making good money to sit at home. Like Dennis Vavro. Dude, I forgot about him. Oh my god, Marici. Fucking Marici. <laughs> so it's like I, I wrote a tweet. Like we, we signed five guys alone. It was over sixty million dollars. Like people say, oh, it's just sixty million. Hold on, I I just I just want to clarify this by David. When we talk about COVID, like listen, we're we're not we're not talking about who's gonna fucking live and die. We're talking about no. how we're talking about how no. you've got a match coming no, up this boy. weekend and they will not allow you to play. I'm not talking about how sick someone's gonna get. Oh, I'm talking about players not being eligible to play for their team. COVID is huge because how many players across Europe and in Serie A have had to miss games over the last you know month or so with this Omicron because they're catching it. I, we're, we're not talking about how sick they're going to get when they get it. We're talking about players not being available because they test positive for it. Oh! And, oh, I know. and I guess all the studies about long hauling is just fake, but I guess that's all. Yeah. Yeah, and and even like, dude, that's a whole other conversation. Like, uh, you know, we, we yeah, can, that's another conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They have to face it's completely. This is not just an injury. Really the guy's like, I have a cough, can't play. You know what I mean? Like, you're not on the yeah, match no. list. 
Exactly. React as a coach, no? Yeah. But, but we we still we still love you, David. Uh, we love everybody yeah, in the chat. I want to throw some shout Chris DeSantis in there, David, Ivano. Mm-hmm. I, I love Ivano. Can- like he's all he's he's always in uh, with the Roma banter. We appreciate it. The I Roma saw my contingency guy. was strong. Yeah, well, it is. Seriously, mass brings the people in. Saw my guy Mo talking some inter in the chat, and uh, I'm surprised the Italian city IRS let them into the into the chat. They're always against them, you know. Like I thought they were just gonna <laughs> ban them from even joining the YouTube chat. <laughs> AIA is at the door. No, you're Roma. Sorry, can't help you. I love it. I love it. But, but hey, b- before we wrap it up, I want to give you guys a chance to promote anything you're doing. Uh, I'll start with you, Mass, because uh, you you guys, you you and uh, the crew at the Daily Stakes, Nick. Uh, are doing Nick and Dylan? You're doing so many good things, man. And I see, I see the videos all over the timeline and the podcast. You guys are killing it, man. Let people know where to find you. Yeah, you can find us at the Daily Stakes. So uh, across all social media, um, we got our podcast that's out every Thursday at 9 a.m. I'm recording that actually right after I get off with you guys. So nice. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm I'm going back to back now. So we're gonna get that going. Uh, we're starting our coverage for the NFL playoffs, and Nick does his thing with uh, the NBA. So we're covering a lot of uh, North American sports. I'm gonna try and weasel my way in with some City A because I've been looking at some betting lines with City A and maybe try and bring that to the uh, my Calcio, uh audience that I have uh, grown on Twitter. So uh, it's all in the works. We got some good stuff coming up. So just tune in, and we'll keep you guys all in the loop. I love it. Uh, uh, Jan, what about you? Anything you want to promote? Um, well, I mean, I'm with uh, Milan Club Montreal. We're in the uh, process of uh, organizing our FIFA tournament that we do every year for charity. So it's going to be in conjunction with Fondazione Milan. Uh, I know Marcello's in talks with them to iron out the, the final details. Uh, last year, we had uh, we set it up to have different clubs around the world do their own tournament and then send us the winner in, the, in a big tournament. But I think this year it's going to be open to all. Uh, yeah, exactly. It'll be open to all. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled for uh, Milan Club Montreal on Twitter, and we'll be posting that so you can sign up and uh, have fun for charity. That's it. That is cool, man. Support good causes. Jerry, what about you? You working on any stories this week? Anything coming out? I, don't know, I just wrote a piece on the Latu game versus Inter. How I saw done? that. Good work. Yeah, I wrote that. Um, I don't know. I got a few pieces on the go for Laziale, one Juventus piece I wrote. Maybe I'll be pegged as a Juventus fan now for writing a piece on Juve. <laughs> your oh, fourth knows. favorite team. It's your Jesus fourth favorite Christ, team. Man, yeah. <laughs> First, fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know who I hate more, Juve or Roma. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a closet Romanisti. You don't even know it yet, Jerry. It's coming. Uh, oh, can you imagine? Team. <laughs> yeah. I banter, I banter Juve today and bring all Juve Merda and everything. And I actually, I, I tweeted out that that Bastoni should have had the foul. I got attacked by like 20 Juventus oh, no. fans. I think he no, no. I think he should have got. The, I think that should have been a penalty. Yeah. People are saying that he 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 dove. I don't know, man. I, I thought contact was in that. I yeah, thought, I was going to say, I, I don't see, like, how can you dive when you clearly get tripped? Yeah. Like, that would be incredible acting. Like, when you clearly get tripped and you fly forward, it's like, wow. And and he, he started flying after he got tripped, not before. So I thought I Barella know, was a foul, too. I thought that that should have clearly been a foul because Killini takes him down. And I don't care that people are saying that he throws himself down. You're once a minute. You're not even playing for the ball, and you're just making any contact with a player inside the box. 
it's it's a no no, man. Like, why are you even bothering to even touch the player if you know he's got no possession of the ball? Like, right. it's just stupid. Like, Kellini gets away with murder. It's it's in his contract. Yeah, he's he could have gotten like three yellow cards today. And never, never. Well, he's the one on Jekyll was not a penalty, I think. Actually, if you watch the replay, I thought that was no. less. That was less of a. I think it was a penalty. We talked about it at the top, but that was less than a pe less of a penalty yeah. than the others. His, his That's foot the goes thing. In, his foot goes into the other player. I, I don't know who 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 challenges him. The shooter, but it, his, it's yeah. His his foot goes into him though. When you see him, he makes the challenge. And they, they call his that play. all the time, Jerry. They it's call it stupid. All the time, it's play. so dumb. I, I would just say, don't call anything. Just let them butcher themselves to death. Just let it right. go, man. Punch the guy in the box. Just it's go hockey. Yeah, let it let yeah, him fight a little bit. <laughs> let him fight it out. That's all. Oh man, well listen, I, I appreciate everyone who took the time to watch and to listen to this. And by the way, um, you can get us video here on YouTube. Uh, you can also get an audio only version. It posts uh, the next day, usually on our, our podcast channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your pods, just search Calcio Connection. So huge thanks again to Jan, to Mass, two of our favorites, to Jerry, everybody's favorite. Uh, we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.